Should be on. Is it on? Okay, yep. sorry. <laughs> Today's reading is from Matthew 24, uh, verses 45 through 51. Who then is the faithful and wise slave whom his master has put in charge of his household to give the other slaves their allowance of food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master will find at work when he arrives. Truly, I tell you, he will put that one in charge of all his possessions. But if the wicked slave says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow slaves and eats the drink and drinks with drunkards. The master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour that he does not know. He will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yay! Another good one. Hi, everyone. Good morning to you. So glad to see so many people here today. If I, if I haven't had a chance to meet you, I'm, I'm Trevor. I'm the pastor here, and I just want to welcome you uh, to Neighbors. This is, I hope that you will find uh, a special church. It's a church where you can feel as you are, be as you are, and feel safe and loved as you are, because that's who we feel. Christ is the mess. The biggest message Christ has given us is to love God, love ourselves, and to love our neighbor. Uh, that being said, we have been working our way through the book of Matthew, and so we're kind of in this time where um, I look at the thing of, uh, oh great, I get to preach on slavery next week. This is wonderful. But let me ask you this, just a quick question here. How many people uh, read and you saw the, the word slave in there? How many people here think that slavery is okay? Okay, I didn't put my hand, I was, that's an example. I just wanted to know, I didn't, but... So we know that the teachings of Jesus have evolved with us. There was a time in the first century that there were slaves, and Jesus acknowledged that. But they, our faith in Christ and the teachings of Christ to love ourselves, to love our neighbor, to love God, evolves us through to where we know that today, that we look back on things like that, and we know that slavery is not okay, right? And so there's, just, there's other things in the Bible that we might point at that we know uh, have changed. And so I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Uh, this mentioned slaves. Some, some translations will try to say servant and things like that, but it actually said slaves back then. We know today that that's not okay uh, because Christ teaches us today. Christ is living today as he was then. We evolve. Enough said about that. So I want to talk about my first job. This is Jack and Jill. It... <laughs> Already. This is my, that, you should say, oh my gosh, about that. That's me right there. I, yeah, I had hair. It's, this, it's so pixelated, but I love the fact that you can still see the nose. That's, um, and in those days, I could actually lift trash above my head, almost above my head. Uh, that was my first job. It was Schroeder's Jack and Jill, uh, Waverly, Nebraska, which is where I grew up. And in those days, when you worked in the grocery store in a small town, your responsibility was everything. I took out the trash. I uh, stocked the shelves. I uh, checked. I bagged the groceries, all of that kind of stuff. And I had two guys that I, that I hung out with the most. This is uh, David Dexter right here. Uh, and this is right over here. This is uh, Kyler Hayes. Uh, Kyler looked like a uh, um, picture Ron Howard without the talent. Uh, that was <laughs> Kyler right there. So um, these guys were uh, just great friends. And we worked together, and there were times when the boss would be gone. He worked during the day, and most of our hours started, you know, uh, like four to close and things like that. Well, 
we didn't always do what we were paid to do, you know? There was some, uh, back in my day, we just called it shenanigans. We would do that, you know. David, for once, uh, for an example there, I brought, we used to grow uh, jalapeno peppers in our, in our home. And there's a way that you grow them that um, when they first become ripe, they turn like this bright green. But if you wait long enough, they'll turn back into like this red bruise color. And that's when you know they will kill you. And that's when I took them to David, when we were supposed to be working and, and all that stuff, we're in the back room, and I am betting him a dollar that he cannot bite this jalapeno pepper. And he, the, the guy that he is, you know, said, give me that. I've never had a pepper, you know. Bit it, and just for about two seconds, I thought, I'm going to lose this dollar. And then I noticed David's face started to melt, <laughs> and liquid came out of every place that I didn't know. I mean, the eye, he was crying, the nose, the, you know, the, the mouth, ears were just, was, you know, like a fountain, and he couldn't work the rest of that night. Um, but he got paid, because we were screwing around, and this is the job that we were supposed to do. We weren't doing that. We, we played jokes on each other and all that kind of stuff. Now, Kyler over here, don't let that innocent face fool you. Uh, this guy is a maniac because he was the king of practical jokes. I used to ride my bike to, to, to work that day, uh, to, 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 at that time. And unbeknownst to me, he took my bike one time when I first got there, wrapped wet toilet paper, mummified the bike in wet toilet paper, and shoved it in the walk-in freezer. So by the time that my shift was over, I actually had to take a hammer and try to chisel my bike out so that I could ride it home. Again, this is stuff that we were not being paid for. I tried to get back at him once. We had these, uh, to go in the back room, you could go in through the, uh, the, the bakery area, but the, the main entrance to the back room, we had these uh, like uh, uh, metal doors that, that would swing this way, like saloon doors, you know? And they were about this tall, and just above, there was enough space there, I found, to put a bucket of water. And so I'm just excited about this. It's busy. Kyler's checking, you know, up front. And so I get on the, the thing, you know, and I put the bucket of water up there, and I wait, you know. I'm just in the next aisle. Again, supposed to be doing something, but I'm not doing anything but just waiting for Kyler to walk through. And I'm, I'm just sitting there and just laughing to myself. Then suddenly I, I just hear that door open and I hear this bing. <laughs> I'm just laughing. I run around and I see it's not Kyler. It was an old woman. Um, at least that's what I think because she still had the bucket on her head. <laughs> and so uh, I could have helped, but I just hightailed it back, and suddenly I, I started doing what I was paid to do very diligently and everything like that. I'm sure she was fine. Uh, I think the ambulance was there for a different reason, but she was okay. Um, but needless to say, we did stuff during the time that we were supposed to get paid, and um, there are times that we were put in charge of things, and we took advantage of it and we didn't do what we were supposed to do. 
Now, uh, I evolved from that. I, I, uh, when I turned uh, 19, I, uh, many people know I got into showbiz. And so I worked at a showbiz pizza place. Um, this is Billy Bob uh, scaring these children. They are just living in fear. Um, but it was like a Chuck E. Cheese. You know, they'd have the animatronic things like that. You know, and when I first got hired there, I was put in charge, in charge of the whole game room area. That meant all of the games, the ball crawl, the little thing that you go, and the animatronic things. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the, the proudest moments was they gave you the keys to everything. I mean, it was like this whole thing of keys. You, you didn't put it in your pocket. You put it around your belt. You know, you just had this whole key thing there. It was just like keys to the master of everything. And what you could do is you could go to the game room, and if you saw like a, a young child playing one of the, the video games, you could say, oh, let me have you. And I, you'd click the thing there, and you give them like three more games. And to them, you're just this hero, you know. And so you are the game room guy with your showbiz visor, you know, and the little apron. Because I don't know why you have the apron, because you're not doing anything with food, but I guess it's there. But that's what I was paid to do. After hours, when we were supposed to be cleaning up, you could actually get into this booth and you could control the animatronic uh, Billy Bob. And we, he said th things that he would not say during the day. Um, and he did things that he would not do during the day. And, but we were getting paid for this. And then um, I also found out that, uh, now granted, I was 19 and in much better shape than I am now. Uh, I found out that I could do flips in the ball crawl. Uh, you could stand on the edge and you could actually do flips, you know. And so we were just having this fun time, you know, and we were there, you know, working like getting paid. And then the next day I came in, I had the second shift and I came in and everybody was kind of uh, nervous because they realized that I... I didn't have my keys. I had lost my keys. And they said, well, you know, you, you have the keys to everything. You, you realize that if you lose those keys, we have to replace every key in the place. Uh, and I couldn't explain why they found them in the ball crawl, but luckily they did. You know? And so again, this is a thing where I'm getting paid to do something. I'm getting assigned a job. But what I'm doing is not my job. Now, some of the things that uh, I'm talking about are fun, you know, and things like that. But uh, throughout our lives, we, we do things, you know, in, in jobs that we have where we, we take time to ourselves and everything like that. And that's kind of the scenario that, that Jesus is painting out here in the first century when he's talking about the slaves. He's talking about workers that were assigned a specific duty, and they didn't do what they were supposed to do. What he's doing is he's actually knocking the religious leaders of the time. And he's talking about the fact that what they're doing is not only not their job, but what you're doing is you're hurting my people. You notice that the thing that he gives the example, the illustration that he gives, is not you were slacking off, not that you were uh, you know, eating hot peppers, not that you were you know, doing flips in the ball crawl, uh, but you were hurting the other people that were uh, part of this, this kingdom. 
you were causing harm. And that's his biggest criticism. And as Christians, we do do things sometimes just like a job where we have assignments. When, we, when we're Christians, we are uh, saying that we are part of this. And so when we're part of this, we are assigned certain things. We have, we have a job as Christians. And sometimes we don't, we don't do very well at that. You know, sometimes it's, it's very minor. You know, sometimes we want to do well, but, you know, then we get in traffic and somebody merges and, you know, the first thing is we just want to kill them, you know, and that's not Christian, you know. Um, you know, or somebody upsets us or things like that. But the things that Jesus is talking about is a little bit more important than that. Things that we have over the centuries thought that it was our job. We've assumed that it was, but it's not. And I'm just going to go through just a couple of them. The first one is an easy one, judge or condemn. We are not, as Christians, called to judge or condemn people. We do. We, we like to say that the other Christians do. You know, we like to say that, the, oh, those, those, those folks, you know, they, they like to always judge and condemn and everything like that. But we all do it. We, we all uh, will form a judgment about somebody. We'll all... Uh, have a, a time when we, 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 we don't want to forgive somebody. Uh, we don't want to uh, get to know somebody because maybe they dress differently or maybe they just uh, they look differently or, or maybe they're just from a, a different side of town or, or whatever, but we do do that. But that's not our job. Our job is not to judge. Uh, you know, it says right there in Matthew 7, 1, uh, don't judge. Isn't that, that's easy enough. That's plain and simple. Don't judge. Just, that's not your job. Uh, the second one here is uh, idol worship. Now, we often think of idol worship as, you know, the, in the Old Testament, they, they built a thing, you know, and they all pray to it and everything like that. But we idolize things very much today. Uh, how many of us spend time on our phone and find self-worth from that? I mean, how many of us are looking at the social media and stuff and, and counting how many like oh how many likes did I get for that thing you know that I, that I showed and all that kind of stuff and that either makes me feel good about myself or it makes me feel really bad about myself and we're focused so much on that that we spend so much time on that that it kind of becomes our idol. We kind of spend more time on that than we do with with God. You know, I wrote an article this week about news. Sometimes we can get so focused on news and people have. Uh, 24-7, these news channels that have these panel shows that constantly tell you how to think and what you should be afraid of and all of this kind of stuff. And we follow that, and we, we see things happening in our world. We quickly run to the news station to see how we're supposed to even think about that. And they're usually the answer is to hate somebody, but we, we follow it. That's, that's idolizing the news. That's idolizing those things. You know, sometimes it can be a celebrity. Sometimes it can be a thing. But we do do that but we're not supposed to. It's not our job to idolize things. It's our job to stay in communication with Christ, to talk about Christ, to get our self-worth knowing that Christ loves us. That's our job. It, it's not this. And devalue or mistreat, that's something that we do do. And over history, we have done this uh, to the detriment of many people. We have harmed people. As a church, as church, we have done immeasurable harm. We have criticized people. We have locked the doors to people. We have kept people out because of the, the way they, 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 they live, who they love. 
color of their skin, their class. We have devalued people and we have mistreated people. We, we live in a world right now where the very clothes that we wear are probably made by people that have been mistreated. Uh, the things that we do outside, the, when we go outside, this also talks about the world. When, when we do not help our environment, we are mistreating and devaluing the things that God has given us. We're, we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to be carers of the world, and we're supposed to be carers of each other. And so we, we don't devalue or mistreat people. That, that's not our job, but it is something that we have, we've done. When the boss ain't looking, sometimes we're fooling around, and sometimes we're really causing that harm. And that's what Christ was talking about when he was telling this story, is about harming other people. The things that we do that we think that is our job and we try to take responsibility for have caused great harm to people. Not only to others, but to ourselves. Because I guarantee you, whenever we harm somebody else, we harm ourselves. And that's what Christ is warning us about. We're not here to do that. We're not here to judge people. We're not here to make idols. We're not here to devalue another human being. It's just not our job. So what is our job? What is the job? If I was, to, uh, if I was up here giving an interview saying, oh, okay, you want to be a, a Christian, you want to be an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven. You want to be that person that represents Christianity and Jesus Christ. Here's, here's three job descriptions. Follow Jesus. Now that means a lot of things. It means when we follow somebody, it means try to try to be like that person. It means go to Christ first. And Christ is always going to challenge you because if you want to devalue someone, if you want to hate somebody, and you go to Jesus, he's going to say, that's not your job, this is. And if you follow me, uh, look at the things that I've done. I, I eat with people that people have nothing to do with. I heal people that people say it was because of the, the devil that, that plagued them. I open the doors to heaven to everybody. I stand and forgive everybody. I am the message of love. I'm here to tell you to love your enemy. I'm here to tell you to love yourself. That's who I am, and that's who you're following. That's your job. Share the good news. Now, we've confused this over the years. We think that this is about recruitment. We think this is about going with a pad of paper and clicking the box and giving like a 10-minute elevator speech and saying, you've got to be like Jesus and this is Jesus and all this kind of stuff, Jesus, Jesus, join my church, dress like me now, be like me, and give me money. <laughs> we do need your money. I'm going to get grabbing right there, but um, that's, that's not part of this. Sharing the good news is actually sharing a part of yourself. The best way that you can teach anybody on anything is by teaching by example. And that's by loving, loving people. That, that's when they know that there's good news. They want to know what, what you have. And, and we're not trying to get people in so that we can get credit. It's not like we're selling automobiles here. We're trying to let everybody know that they're loved. That's important. To let every single person on the planet know that they have a God that loves them. Because a lot of people are being told that they don't. So when we share the good news, 
we're opening the doors to people and we're saying, as you are, Christ loves you. The person that you are today made Jesus smile. That's the good news. Remember, the thing that we are sharing is not condemnation. It is the good news. That's what gospel means, good news. And then love each other. When we love each other, we are representing Christ. I believe that Christ is love. I think that the very definition of love comes from Jesus. And so you cannot love without knowing God. That's our job. We try to spend so much time on the power stuff and the condemnation and everything, we forget that the thing that we're actually called here to do is to open that door, welcome people, and love each other. We follow this. It's, if you ever think about what's my job, what's my job as a Christian, it's right here. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. It's a pretty easy job, but we got a really great boss. I hope we follow him. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, remind us what our role is and remind us what it's not. Remind us that the, we don't have to carry everything. We don't have to be responsible for everything. Our, remind us our job is really just to get out of the way and let people know that they're loved by you. That's our job. Remind us of that today. Help us every day to love God, to love ourselves, to love our neighbor. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.